Hello and welcome to night number 22 of 31 Nights of Fright, year 3, the franchise. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 22 of course takes us back to Crystal Lake once again, starring Lar Park Lincoln, Terry Kaiser, and Kane Hodder as Jason. This is the 1988 John Carl Becor directed Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. The movie opens up with the character of Tina as a young girl who kills her father with her psychic powers. She destroys a bridge, all with the power of her mind. Takes a little bit of a cue from Carrie here as far as the telekinesis aspect of the story, but in doing so, she also winds up freeing Jason Voorhees. Of course, when we last saw Jason, he was at the bottom of Crystal Lake. So, thanks to Tina and her underdeveloped psychic abilities, Jason is back. I actually really liked how this one started off. The opening narration of The Legend of Jason Voorhees I thought was pretty awesome. I like the folklore feel of the whole thing. The flashback recaps are actually well done, and they don't go a long time. Having that voiceover narration, it simply adds to the feel. This one has a different feel than the other ones, much of the way that number six felt different. It's the same thing, of course, but it has a different wrapping. One of the more humorous things to me is the fact that it was called Lake Forest Green in the last film, and now it's called Crystal Lake again, because you know, Lake Forest Green has a bad name, so they just returned it to the original name because, you know, people forget. I would have thought they would have maybe come up with a different name instead of Lake Forest Green or Crystal Lake or whatever. But no, they went back to Crystal Lake, so it was kind of humorous to see it there. But I don't feel like it should have ever been renamed in the first place, so it was nice to see it return to the name of Crystal Lake. So this one has the psychic ability storyline. I don't know if I'm 100% on board with that, but the main character of Tina, played by Lar Park Lincoln, she does a good job overall in her role. I just don't know if I like my main character using the force against... Jason Voorhees, but it did allow it to be a little bit different than the previous entries, so that's definitely saying something that they tried something different with this entry. It's just a really weird mix overall of Carrie meets Friday the 13th. It does work for this movie, it's just a strange idea in general to do such a thing. The weird part about the whole movie is Tina herself with the way she had childhood trauma, it really does remind us of the Tommy Jarvis character. Of course, that storyline was closed out in Friday the 13th Part 6, but Tina really does feel somewhat like a female version of Tommy Jarvis. The only difference is the telekinesis aspect. I don't think they went all the way with the telekinesis aspect as far as the different things they could have explored with it. It's just that I would have liked to have seen something done different with the Tina character and not just somebody that had childhood trauma because I felt like we already got 
three movies with that type of character. This one is also, of course, the first time that Kane Hodder played Jason. I really do think that he is the best actor to play Jason. He is brutal, and I really like that they improved the look of Jason. Pieces of the mask are missing. He's still rotten looking. And we even see more details on him as far as seeing things like his spine with no skin on it. Yeah, it was visible in part six, but the evolution of the look here, it's just simply better looking. When we see Jason out of his mask, it looks awesome. The makeup that they applied to Kane Hodder looks fantastic, and I really cannot say enough about that. Little details such as his jaw with the way it moves and everything. It really is creative with the design choices to have Jason appearing that way without his mask. If there's one thing about this movie, I think Kane Hodder really does elevate the Jason character to being a more brutal Jason. Of course he was brutal in the other films, but he really gave Jason more of a personality and gave him more of that brutality, and it definitely shows on screen. This is my favorite version of Jason. It's just a shame that he's kind of stuck into a movie that isn't as good as the other ones. It would have been nice to actually have Kane Hodder play Jason all throughout the entire franchise. Of course, that would be impossible considering it was John Carl Beekler who really pushed to have Kane Hodder as Jason. Thankfully, Kane Hodder would get the chance to continue playing the role of Jason from here on out, more or less. As far as kills for this one, it does take a little bit longer to get into that aspect, but they do start off with a throat stab, a stab in the back with the tossing of the body, Jason proceeds to fist an unfortunate camper. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. Um, he kills by shoving his fist through the gut of an unfortunate camper. A sleeping bag tree smash, a fatal head smash. We have a drowning, killed with a hook, party noisemaker through the eye, machete to the neck, thrown from a window, actor Terry Kaiser, who you may know as Bernie Lomax from Weekend at Bernie's, is killed by a weed whacker or bush clearer, whatever that thing would be called. And Melissa, who is a very annoying character, she gets an axe to the face. It's very rewarding because she annoyed me throughout the whole thing, and it made us wait throughout the entire movie to get to her kill. But thankfully, she gets what she has coming to her. Of course, there is a fairly high body count, but we don't really see a whole lot of it. There is a lot of censored blood and gore in this one. This is probably the most sanitized version next to number 8, which of course I'll get into when I record Friday the 13th Part 8. But yes, there's not a whole lot of blood and gore. It's a pretty tame affair overall. It is a shame that how I was saying with Kane Hodder being the best Jason that he got put into some of the worst Friday films. And I think this is actually a good Friday the 13th film. It's another one where we know exactly what we're getting ourselves into. I will say that if you're looking for nudity, this one doesn't have any that I could recall when I was viewing it. So if you're looking for that, sadly, you're going to be 
disappointed. They did the best that they could as far as the blood and gore. It's just disappointing that you don't really get to see a lot of the special effects work that if you do check out the special features on like the DVDs and Blu-rays of movies, there's quite a bit that they cut that was some pretty cool nasty stuff and it would have added to the brutality of Kane Hodder's Jason. Most of it was simply left to the cutting room floor. Overall, I think this is a pretty solid follow-up. It's about what we expect from the Friday the 13th series. This one does try some different things. It gets rid of a lot of the jokey stuff from the previous entry, for better or worse in that respect, because you may enjoy the cheesiness of the other one, which I did. I liked part six a lot. I think it's probably one of the best in the series. A lot of people will say that this one is one of the worst. I don't know if that's really true. I think probably part five is the absolute worst one. But of course, part five was good in a bad way. Overall, if you've been watching the Friday the 13th series all the way from start to finish, if you want to marathon it, this is definitely a worthy follow-up. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and feel free to drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. I also have a webpage, adamanalyzes.com, where you can catch up on some past episodes. And if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes and reach new listeners. But with that being said, be kind and good night.